Good morning. Good morning. How are you? It's Eshin Brenda Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And each day so beautiful. Different. Different. Each day so different, too. It's amazing. You know, we think, oh, we're waking up. It's another day, another day. Or thank goodness it's Friday. Or don't have to go to work today, or all different thoughts like that. Somehow we we conflate one day with another. They're all just running together. They're all the same day by day. And yet, and yet, each day is so incredibly unique and different from the day before, although we often do not see that. We don't. Actually, we don't even see the day as it is. We see it as we are. (laughs) We don't see another person as they are. We see them as we are, as our feelings, thoughts, digestion, mood, aches and pains dictate to us. We see through the lens of our own personal condition today or this morning because it could be very different this afternoon and again this evening. And people wonder, wonder, why do they have so much trouble with relationships? Why? Why can't that person be there for me? Why can't life be stable? Why? Why? Well, actually, life is very stable, strangely enough. It is so stable. It is so much just what it is. But we are not stable Our inner condition alters inevitably, naturally, moment by moment, day by day. I think I say this point over and over. You know, sitting here offering this podcast, I'm really trying to wake myself up to, for sure, teach myself something, remind myself of something. Zen practice is really an incredible practice of reminding ourselves, hey there. Don't get confused. Don't be lost. Be here for what truly is present. And you won't miss this beautiful day, this beautiful hour. And you, more importantly, you won't conflate it with another day. You won't conflate this relationship with another relationship. Oh, I'm so mad at him. He reminds me of boom, 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 boom. And that's what goes on in psychology a lot that train of associations that come pouring out. The whole concept of transference, transferring onto a present person, feelings, thoughts, memories, and wishes that really took place with somebody else, maybe when we were very young. So that is that automatic chain of associations. That is what we do. We live through that. You could also call it karma. The endless wheel of karma, the endless repetition of our inner condition, which, which revolves around and around and around, and which we then project outward into the world, onto people, places, everything else. But, and this is a big but with a B, when we can pause, put a, the pause on the play button, just pause, and just be totally with what is here now, present for it, awake to it, permissive, permitting, permitting it to be 
just as it is right now and even enjoying it being with it not complaining oh it's not like it was before or not trying to fix it in some way then then we have a little light then that shines through that foggy wheel of karma which is quite relentless and by karma it's just a fancy word all i mean is the endless repetition of thoughts feelings perceptions habits they're habits and they also force us into habitual actions and reaction. So that's why we think, oh, another day. Another day, just like the day before. That's the karma speaking. That's the habitual pattern wanting to take hold and play itself out again. You know, isn't that interesting? You think of what is an obsession? What's a compulsion? What is it? So many of us right now in the grip of these repetitive, obsessive thoughts and feelings that just don't go away. They can seem stronger than us at times as well. And particularly looking at the whole world situation with the pandemic and with the political upheavals, that stimulates even more somehow of these repetitive patterns because, because somehow we think deeply believe that these repetitive patterns will give us stability, safety, security. They're familiar. We know what to expect. So even if they're negative and toxic, we rather be in the midst of something that's familiar and that we know what to expect than to be thrust into the great unknown. And then we become very obedient to these patterns. Now, that word obedient is a fascinating word. And actually, I wanted to call the podcast today, Who is the Obedient One? Very fascinating word because on the one hand, it has very negative connotations in some respects. Well, if I'm going to be obedient, then I'll just go along and do what anybody tells me. There's that connotation to it. I won't think for myself. I'll just do what somebody else says. Somebody else will rule my life. I will lose my freedom, my individuality. There is that aspect, we think, to what the word means, obedient. And then there's huge rebellion against obedience. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be me. That's the big chime and cry of life. I want to be me. Well, you already are you. <laughs> What's the problem? This is what the problem is. You think by fighting, rebelling, carrying on. That's, that's you. I'm going to say no to everything else that's around me. I'm, gonna, I'm going to fight it. I'm going to oppose it. So then I'll be me. No, no, no. You won't be me. You, you'll be just as locked in a karmic position that way because all your reactions are coming in opposition to something. So what, what, who is this obedient one, the one that 
wants to follow is what it sounds like. It's what it sounds like. I'm obedient. I'm a good girl. I'm a good boy. I do what my mommy and daddy tell me. I do what school tells me, what what my religious institution tells me. I'm good. I'm obedient. I obey. I don't make trouble. No, that's not the deeper meaning of the obedient one. That The obedient one is a koan. It's very beautiful. It's very beautiful. It's a beautiful koan. And it's asking you to look deeper. And it's asking you to say, what are you being obedient to? Let's take a look. Because as we know in Zen practice, this is a radical practice of quiet, stillness, and honesty, truthfulness. That's it. So rather than take something for granted, especially a word, let's look at it. Let's look at, yes, 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 we're all being obedient, which means we're following something. But usually, again, as I said before, it's automatic, it's unconscious, it's karma. We're following our automatic patterns. We're being obedient to our automatic, unconscious, repetitive patterns. Absolutely. If we weren't obedient to that, they couldn't continue to go on and on and on. Isn't that something? Now, that's really interesting. Let's take a moment to even think about that. If we weren't being obedient to an impulse that comes, meaning if we didn't just, boom, I'm going along with it, like a wave comes, jumping into the wave. A wave of anger comes, I'm expressing it. I'm being obedient. I'm not letting that pause happen between me and these automatic patterns. I'm just obeying my thoughts, my feelings. Now, many of your thoughts may be completely wonderful, and many of them may be completely off base. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. Some thoughts seem so true and valid. One minute, then, then you say, oh, they're not true, or... Maybe later on they are true or they're not. They fluctuate with conditions often. What are we being obedient to? What are we putting our trust in is another way of asking that question. And who is the one inside that's just going along, being obedient? I'm obeying. You know, my teacher, Ada, very often used to say, to be obedient to your karma. And I found that very confusing and very interesting. And what did he mean? Many of, many of his phrases, he just said them, and he usually said this over and over, certain ones of them. And it would take me a very long time, and then suddenly I would see what he meant. It could be years. I wouldn't even be thinking about it. And suddenly during Zazen, oh, I see. It would come to me. And I always found that phrase of his extremely interesting, be obedient to your karma. Now, he did not mean to follow it blindly, although sometimes we have no choice. We cannot stop it. Sometimes we cannot. But really what he meant on a deeper level, I realize now, was to pay attention to pay close attention to our karma, to not to negate it, not to act it out. To be obedient doesn't mean to act it out unconsciously and automatically. What he meant was not to fight it, 
but to know it, to become aware of it, to become acquainted with it. It might be something very, we might have a karmic relationship with someone or something we are called to do in life, which might be very different from what we want or expected or understand. And he, what he meant was, don't fight that. If something has appeared in your life, as a, be, make acquaintance with it fully. Don't fight it, but know it. That's your teacher. It's your teacher that's coming. Now that's different from being obedient and jumping in and acting something out automatically. It's different, and it's really the essence of what zazen is, because we sit down. And whatever comes to us during Zazen and after Zazen on the cushion, we are being willing, we're saying, I'm willing to meet you. How interesting is that? It's like somebody knocking on your door. Maybe somebody knocks on your apartment door. You don't know who they are. (laughs) You didn't expect this person. You didn't expect this situation. So if we don't like it or expect it, often we'll shut the door. Get away, go away. Or we won't we won't pay attention to it. Or if it's something that might seem threatening, we'll start going into an automatic reaction to it. Do something about it right away. Fix it, change it, call someone to help us, whatever. But but this is different. To really be obedient to it is really like to say, follow the Tao, follow the way. Something comes, welcome it. Let it in. Open the door of your heart, of your mind, Make its acquaintance. Don't fight it off. Don't judge it. Don't hate it. Don't judge yourself because you're in this karmic situation or whatever's come into your life. You know, we compare ourselves to everybody else all the time, and we're always, always judging ourselves. Didn't quite do this right. Didn't make the grade. That seems to be another automatic karmic reaction. Just notice that when we're really welcoming it and noticing it and being willing to spend time with it in, in, an, in a mindset to, to make its acquaintance, to really see it, then it's not taking over our lives. Just the opposite. Then it's expanding our lives. It's opening our eyes and our heart and our mind Wow, that's a whole different concept of, or a whole different notion I don't, of obedience. If it's cold, as Ada would say, if you're cold, shiver. <laughs> if you're hot, sweat. I'm being obedient to the way it is, and I'm just experiencing it fully, tasting it, knowing it, even appreciating it, even appreciating something that might initially not be to our liking. But so what? 10 minutes later, you'll like it. 20 minutes later, you won't. Like and dislike doesn't mean a thing. Doesn't really mean a thing. It's like a little song sung in the background. Don't run your life by like and dislike. Run your life by obedience in the sense of saying yes welcoming whatever comes into your life and knowing it. Now, it doesn't mean you have to do what that wants. It doesn't mean you have to 
feel it's good or right or whatever these judgments are that we start. It just means you need to be there with it and know it. Know it in your bones. Not think about it, not analyze, just meet it like you would meet a friend. Make friends with it. That's what it's really all about. When you take that attitude, your entire life is precious, precious, and you're not going to lose it or you're not going to get so swept away into your karmic patterns, oddly enough, because you're not in a state of blind blind obedience. This is awake obedience, very different very interesting, very worth thinking, not thinking about it, I keep saying that, I don't mean to say thinking about, but very worth dwelling upon and practicing. You know, we can lapse into thinking about something and then we think we've practiced with it. No, no, no. Thinking about it is one thing. Practicing with it is very different. Practicing with it means really welcoming it, being with it, tasting it, knowing it, not judging it, not wrapping it up with a little bow, just opening the door. So thank you very, very much for listening again. By the way, thank you for your beautiful emails. They're very meaningful, and I love being in conversation with you. Um, I hope you have a wonderful week. And practice, practice, practice with these karmic waves that are with us now. And thanks again for listening. The... um, The URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Thank you.